0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Social Studies Podcast. Today, our guest is Jessica Shim, Digital Audience Engagement Lead at Women 2.0. Jessica, welcome.
1: Nathan, thank you for having me. It's great to be here.
0: Absolutely. I've known about Women 2.0 for a while because, namely, we used to work in the same building, right?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> well, I, you know, I've been to a few of your events I think it's a great organization. It brings brings, um, attention to women in tech. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what Women 2.0 does and what you do for them?
1: Sure. So we create content, community, um, and events uh, primarily to empower women in technology. Um, And the way we do that is through conferences, monthly meetups around uh, 15 cities in the world. Um, and then we also have our community blog where our community writes in and talks about their learnings from being uh, founders and women in tech. And um, yeah.
0: So is Women 2.0, is it fair to say, like content organization with events?
1: Right. Media company and Media. also an events company.
0: Mm-hmm. So I, I think the... the issue or the question of women in tech is really important. Obviously, we need women in tech, right? And Women 2.0 empowers women in technology. But you guys, funny joke, pun intended, you girls actually have a really interesting way to do it, right? Do you want to tell us about how you bring women into the fold? Sure.
1: So a lot of people assume that being uh, at Women 2.0, uh, a lot of our content at our events and at our blog focuses on what it's like to be a woman in the tech industry. And I guess with that would be, you know, the problems or the hardships they encounter, um, what it's like to be a minority. Mm-hmm. But that is not our goal. Um, a lot of people are surprised to know that we we don't like to talk about what it's like to be a woman in tech. We just like to talk about how to be successful in the tech industry. So there's a difference. Definitely. Um We've changed our messaging standpoint, which is basically everything I do. So I do all of our online messaging to be gender neutral. So that was a huge Whoa. part of this shift in our messaging uh, that goes along with our new um, mission statement. But you know, basically, you know, when you look up when you look up a male founder, mm-hmm. you you don't type in male founder. But when you look up a female founder you the higher percentage of people are going to type in female founder sure um and we want to get it to the point where you don't have to type female before founder if you're googling in a google search just you know top 100 founders and have it be both a fair amount of men and women and so we think it's important that we start at home internally with our own organization and we are focused on the idea that you know we live in the future, and in the future, there's not going to be this problem anymore. Um, wow. And we, I mean, the best thing we could do to help women in tech is to actually talk about the best practices for being a founder or talk about best practices for coding or designing and actually talk about the hard, like the skills, the actual skills that you need to excel, not the problems that are sort of exasperated in the media sometimes.
0: Sure. I think this is really important, so all you listeners listen up. The way Women 2.0 is doing it, I think it's really well done. It, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you're saying that when you embrace differences, differences become magnified and institutionalized almost, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So by ignoring them completely, you deny their existence.
1: Right. And it's <laughs> it's a tough line. I mean, it's it's hard. And it, it, goes, it does kind of go against your own internal thoughts you know I definitely had times where I stop for pause and it's conflicting like oh but but we should say something about this or I guess I want to focus on you know the problems that are being talked about in the media but I think ultimately this is the better way to go Mm -hmm. and um that's really the most empowering thing we could do for our community
0: so, the most empowering thing you can do for your community is putting them on an equal platform to everybody else. Absolutely. I can deal with that. I really like that. So, today we're going to, you know, you, you deal with all the online and digital communications at Women 2.0, right? Yes. You do a lot of email, I think, right? Yes. <laughs> so, I've seen I've the seen emails. I read them every week. If you haven't subscribed yet, Women 2.0, go, go check them out. And um, you manage all the email marketing?
1: Yep. Yes. So, I produce the entire newsletter from beginning to end, and that. Like, the overview of that process means, you know, thinking about our upcoming events for the week. We have two, we actually have two newsletters that I do. Mm -hmm. The editorial and events newsletter. So, in planning these, I um, I have to get strategic about it. Uh, So, I make the plan, brainstorm, get into Photoshop, do the design for our images, plug them into MailChimp. Sometimes have to deal with HTML and yeah. then ultimately write the content.
0: Right. So you're the you're the start to finish email marketing manager, and I think you're going to talk to us today about how to make newsletters people actually want to read.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Is that what we're talking about? <laughs>
1: that is what we're talking about.
0: All right. Well, I've read your emails, and I do want to read them again. So you have the secret. Can you want to enlighten us on this on the secrets? Well, walk us through. So first off, my my first thought is email newsletters. Like, how old and boring of a medium, right? Absolutely right? So what's the first step?
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, um, it's true. Emails, uh, we are so inundated with so many emails every day, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, everyone's inbox is just exploding and it's, it's really competitive. I mean, pretty much uh, like emails are looked at more as a, you know, a pain than excitement. Mm -hmm. So I think the first way to combat that, is to really hone in on your subject lines. Um, Ironically, subject lines are the last thing I do in my entire newsletter producing process. You know,
0: before we jump into that, can you give uh, our listeners a general overview as to what the content of your email newsletters typically is?
1: Sure. So Tuesday newsletters are editorial, and that means that I go through our blog and choose the top four articles that are the most important to our readers, or that I'm going to project that they're going to be the most important to our readers, Mm -hmm. Um, and our events newsletter is basically an announcement of all of our upcoming events, and that goes out every Thursday.
0: Okay, I see. And what was the history of email newsletters and email marketing, like at Women 2.0, before you came in, and what's it like now, and what got you to where you are?
1: Okay, well... When I first came, the newsletter looked a lot different than it does today. Um, it there wasn't there wasn't a great process. The process for editing was clunky. Um, you know, my own copy was very clunky actually. Uh, I didn't quite know what I was doing. It was just a very like throw you in there. All right, like we need someone to do this. you have journalism background, so it's good experience. Go ahead so. You know, some of the things that I've changed since being there mm-hmm. is, for example, lessening the copy. So really cutting it down, trimming okay. the fat, basically almost all of it. Now we really rely on teasers, for example, in our okay. editorial newsletter, one sentence teasers.
0: So, okay, hold on a second. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about here. So you're saying in the, in the actual email newsletter itself, you're representing a sentence or two from the full blog post only. Absolutely. Read more, click here kind of thing? Yes. I see. Okay. That's please. It.
1: Um, and so that was one thing we really changed up. The second thing was really, um, was talking to our audience as what they aspire to be rather than what they are right now. Okay. So the majority of our audience are founders and we're making the assumption that they are destined to be. Hugely successful CEOs running Big companies um, Or getting acquired Uh, So we talk To them like they are already there Not as if they are just Starting out and need support and Encouragement we are talking to Them at a different level so the Messaging started to change where I guess it It got more direct Um, It got a little bit Less oh you can do it Supportive and more like Okay, you're doing it, and yeah. these are the tools you need to know to do it.
0: I don't want to lessen the impact of this, but is this like the fake till you make it kind of thing?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could sum it up that way.
0: It's acting as if you've already achieved the thing that you want to achieve.
1: Abs- yes. Right. Yeah, So you're absolutely.
0: talking to someone on a level that they, that they should be talked to as equals and successful people, period. Right. Not as amateurs starting out. Right? right. I see. So you're really starting with the aspirational and going from there. Yes. I yes. see, and that, and that, and that's reflected throughout the whole the whole newsletter, right? Yeah. I see. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, in making a newsletter, people want to read you. You are you pitching it like an inspirational newsletter. Well, aspiration and inspiration are different things. That's very true. Right.
1: Um, I do include a dose of inspiration in our newsletter now, but that's not how I would pitch it. Is that every newsletter? I want our audience to feel as if we're helping them with the hardest struggles they are facing right now. Okay. And that's where addressing their pain points in the subject line comes into play. I see.
0: So, okay. So it sounds like you got a couple tips so far for us. You have make aspirational content, short teasers in the body, but subject line, that's also obviously very important. That's the yeah. number one indicator of anyone opening any newsletter. So Walk us into Jessica Shim's subject line writing class 101. What you got?
1: (laughs) Okay, so in my experience, to make a good subject line, um, you need to really know your audience. Mm -hmm. So after you determine who your audience is, you need to take a look at their pain points. Um, The majority... I've said this before. I'll say it again. The majority of our audience is founders. The next second majority to founders would be um, women in technical roles. So we kind of bounce back and forth between the two um, audiences. And then with... uh, Okay, so some example pain points with those audiences would be...
0: Actually, I want to stop you real quick. I think marketing... The first rule of marketing, and probably the biggest rule of marketing, is to know your audience 100%. Absolutely. Right? Create content. Do everything in marketing according to the person you are marketing to. And it should be a specific and discrete set of people. So just, just the listeners hearing hearing me, we have a very specific set of people, which are our founders and women in technical roles. Yes. Right? Loving that. Please continue, Jessica. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, um, you know, we did... I did some thinking and brainstorming and a lot of on the field research. So at our events, I would talk to all of our, I mean, try to talk to all of our attendees and ask them, what is the hardest part of your job right now? What is the hardest part of what you're going through right now? How, what would you, what would make your life easier? A lot of them, number one thing they said was funding. Okay. Okay. Um, funding and Yeah. Well, we can just leave it there. Funding, yeah.
0: That's a big enough subject to be covered (laughs) on a separate podcast, right?
1: (laughs) right. So, um, you know, I I took that and ran with it. And I went back to our content team, actually, and told them, you know, we need to boost our content around funding. Because that is what our audience is struggling with right now. Mm -hmm. Once we got more content on funding, I was able to... Reframe um, the newsletters to basically circle around that and as a result direct all of our subject lines to addressing the lack of funding for our founders and not addressing the lack of it providing the option that there's more of it and where there's more funding okay
0: interesting and by the way I didn't mention this earlier can you give us a hint as to how big this mail list of yours is Sure.
1: Um, we are about thirty thousand plus.
0: Super legit. I, I, I figured as much. So okay. So you write a great subject line, have short teasers, and then write for aspirational content. Is is that the way to go?
1: Yep. Yes.
0: <laughs> if you were, if you were starting out a email newsletter from scratch, which I know a lot of our listeners are, what do you see as big opportunities for a fresh? email newsletter campaign in 2015? Hmm.
1: had to think about this one for a second.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I, f- I find the, the medium of email interesting. What does email look like vis-a-vis your social, channel, social channels, right? All the mm-hmm. social networks you could be on. I know one of the 2.0 is on Facebook and Twitter. I don't know about Instagram. Right. Should the content be one-to-one from social to email or where do they? Tra- what are the trade-offs?
1: Well... I think that email is very personal. Um, I do think that an email, for, for us, always ensures for at least five minutes, our audi- we have our audience's attention. Once they open that email, mm-hmm. they are only looking at everything that applies to Women 2.0. Whereas, I guess, like, Twitter or Facebook, They might see a tweet, a fleeting tweet. There's more distractions, right? Um, So if you can hook them in by the subject line, and they are all of a sudden just looking at all of your content, it's a pretty strong pull. I mean, that's a good five five minutes, which is hard to get, you know, in Mm -hmm. today's uh, crazy media um, environment. (laughs) Influx. There we go. Environment. Environment.
0: So so email is if you can get their attention potentially the most focused marketing channel that exists right now i
1: i think so i mean right now yes and i also think um something new to look out for email marketing is interactive emails so emails with gifs emails that have um animation in them you know i recently opened an uber email the other day and there were it was a map of the world with sparkling blue lights and like wow that's that's delightful to look that's cool that's different and so those are some things that i'm looking to implement into our email strategy very soon
0: jessica shim and making delightful emails thank you so much for enlightening us today you're
1: welcome thank you for having me